1: VGK's win streak is extended to five games, matching Yahtzee. their best streak of last season. You said Yahtzee, huh? Okay. Yahtzee. Okay. Jack Eichel has two more points in last night's win over the caps and a look at VGK's special teams. Are they special thus far? Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Kardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK. And please make an attempt today to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that is Locked On DGK. I'm a little paranoid. I, my head, okay, so yesterday I did a hit on TMZ. I was on TMZ yesterday. They have me comment uh, periodically on some one of the hot topics of the day. And I swear, they zoomed in. You, you've watched the Macy's like Thanksgiving parade with those floats. My stinking head, Chris, looks so gigantic. So please don't zoom in on my head today, okay? I know it's a, it's a big head anyway, right? But please don't zoom in, because I'm now I'm very, very paranoid. Welcome to the show. VGK, their win streak again, extended to five. It reaches five. Uh, Chris, the game in Washington pretty much played out as we called it on the show yesterday, the way we felt it would, a push by Washington in the first period. And then uh, they take that one-to-nothing lead. VGK gets a Jack Eichel equalizer on the power play. And then, uh, true to form, VGK kept off the board in the second period. This is ridiculous. Six time in seven games, I think it is, right? And uh, I know you were stressing this last week. And then VGK ties the game on a William Carrier goal. Gets a really nice dime pass from Willie Carlson, by the way, there as well. And then the win in overtime, second straight game, and Shay Theodore not just the game winner. Uh Bruce Cassidy after the game said, Hey, we were not crisp
0: in this game. Yeah, it's all is my fair. Head, and is, my head, is
1: my head is it my head really large? Man, I'm getting really paranoid. I gotta I gotta, I gotta give you credit,
0: ahead. Tony. You 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 just went seamlessly to a William Carlson assist without a comment, really, without really, anything. But still I you didn't him, it, you you did it nice and clean and you didn't, you know it was good. It was good. Um the game was strange though. The game was very strange. I was about half tuned in to it while um while we were doing something last night. And every time I look down, there's a whistle, there's there's no flow, there's there's no up and back, not a lot of chances. I was listening between the second and third to the radio call as well, and they were alluding to not a lot of high danger chances. I think the high danger chances were four four after two. And it was just a very choppy game. I mean, I, I get Washington was going to bring that type of game. They wanted to keep the pace slow. They wanted to have a lot of whistles because they probably couldn't participate in a track meet if, if the game had gone that direction. So a very strange pedestrian game. I don't know if it was necessarily that bad of a game. I think Cassidy is doing a little bit of campaigning right now, trying to keep everyone's um, head in the right place, in the right size, Tony Dasko. Um But otherwise... You know, it was a fine game. I mean, LT two goals. They weren't bad goals by any means. You did get one on the power play. So this isn't like like I I was talking with a member with the follower yesterday, and I posed the the perspective: Would you rather win ugly or lose playing bad? But this wasn't an ugly game by any means. Like I, I get I get the perspectives and all that. It wasn't as exciting, but. It was a pedestrian game where VGK did what VGK had to do to come away with two points, and, and they stole it. They stole two points this game, at least one. Okay, a catalyst for VGK in the game.
1: It uh, came and it really woke them up on that uh, Martin feher uh on that push, on that shove, um, as he pushes a speedy, and a player that's going downhill, Riley Smith, into the boards. And I want to get your perspective because I didn't really think that that was a boarding call. Myself, uh, they re- reversed the call from a major to a minor penalty because they came to their senses. He wasn't trying to hurt Riley Smith. But Jonathan saw the smallest guy on the ice, comes to the aid of Riley Smith. And he comes in to protect Smith in that uh, situation, gets the roughing penalty. So two minutes for Fehervari and two for Riley Smith. And then Fehervari became the mark man. Right. Uh, All night long. uh, Marcia took some shots at him. Uh, Stone even uh, took a few runs at him himself. Uh, And then uh, Jack Eichel winds up scoring because VGK finally wakes up and now they're rallying around Riley Smith. First of all, uh, did you feel that that was a major or minor penalty? And then this was the rallying point, I think, for VGK. Right.
0: No doubt. So for, forgive me, I actually didn't see it live and I was just trying to pull it up right there on um, on YouTube and stuff. So honestly, I have not seen the hit. I did see multiple Twitter outlets discussing it. And the first perspective that I saw was this was a terrible hit, vulnerable, defenseless type player. And then once the replay was there, there were some perspectives that Riley Smith was possibly already on his way down or stumbling as such as the hit was happening. So just from what I read on Twitter, and the refs can now utilize replay for major penalties and potentially overturning them, I feel better about the fact that the right call on the ice was made. I get in real time why the major was called, and I think in a situation like that, it's better to because I don't know if you can go back and review it if it's a minor is given. I'm not 100% sure how that side of the rule works. So if you give the major, you can always come down with video uh, review from the NHL. Whereas if you start with a minor, I don't know if you can elevate to a major. So, you know, take um, like football, Tony, right? Like football, where if there's a close play, it might be a fumble. It might have been a catch. It might not have been a catch. Now the refs basically will most likely let the play go, and then they'll wait for someone to challenge or less than two minutes left in in the game, obviously gets automatically buzzed down. So I'm okay with the outcome without seeing it based on everything I saw on Twitter, based on the fact that the call was overturned. And yes, a rally cry, a turning point. Um, Logan Thompson, thinking back to Friday's game against the Ducks, Logan Thompson just decks someone and then VGK has their best second period of the year. Uh, smaller scale, the Henderson Silver Knights on Saturday night, uh, rough start against the Colorado Eagles. And then Lowen starts a fight. He kind of lost the fight, but point being, he starts a fight and the team goes on a nice run, winds up winning the game on the uh, emotional excitement, if you will. So moments like this are important for the team. Thankfully, Riley Smith was not hurt. He, I don't think he missed a single shift, came right back onto the ice and stuff like this can, you know, bring a team together where. Everyone is standing up for each other, and you know, getting their shots. And I did see in the third, uh, Ovi uh, put put a poor callusar right on his butt, and yeah, like looked like a, like almost like a like a cross check right in the ribs, so so bad, so bad. Oh, but yeah, good yeah. hockey, good a good, but, ha- good but, hockey. I'll take it. But but there was payback as
1: Theodore just skated right by Ovechkin, you know, in that overtime period. And Bruce Cassidy on the first goal of the night. Okay, he was not. A happy guy. He dropped the F bomb, which I saw visibly on TV, uh, on the Marcus Johansson goal, a lack of defense, I think, in front of the net in the slot and, uh, Ovechkin to Strom. I, I thought we saw two of the best players in the NHL uh, as far as passing, skill, ability, uh, OV last night. He didn't dent anyone's mask. So that's a good sign. Uh, but OV, uh, passing, you know, to Strom. And, of course, uh, we'll talk about Jack Eichel a little bit more. But did you catch Cassidy getting ticked off uh, there on that first goal? He was just – that's the most upset and animated I think I've seen him all season long.
0: He's starting to get comfortable back there, I think. Um, No, I did not see the reaction, but I saw – I watched the replay of the goal a few times last night and again this morning, and my first question is – and I know Howden was in the box, I believe. He's one of our killers at times – so Eichel is out there on the kill, and I don't know if that is—I get it's helping to expand his game, but I don't look at Jack Eichel as a killer, a penalty killer, that is, folks. I don't look at him as a killer. And the way I saw that play go down is you saw Ovechkin with the puck kind of on right, right around the top of the circle, coming out from the boards a little bit, and Eichel was tr- taking away the passing lane from Ike, from Ovi to the blue line instead of, you know, like like the box was pretty open, right? Usually BGK plays a pretty tight box. They allow perimeter play. The goal is to prevent the puck from crossing the crease or those high danger, you know, passes going from not point to point, but from circle to circle for a one-timer from someone like Alex Ovechkin or something like that. So you saw Eichel taking away the passing lane, to the blue line. Instead, the puck winds up going deep. And then now you have Petrangelo is the only person that has a shot to stop that pass at that point. Eichel did not collapse on, uh, the, the eventual goal scorer and LT had, you know, no chance to stop that. So I feel that Eichel might have been out of position and Petrangelo was not able to save his butt, so sort to of speak. And I mean, that was a bad goal, right? That was a bad goal. If you look at where all the defense was, not an LT. But that was a bad goal, a complete breakdown by the killers. And uh, thankfully, Eichel wound up, uh, you know, evening it up not too long after that.
1: You were, st- uh, you were talking a little bit about Kolasar, Keegan Kolasar. So I think it was in the second period where Kolasar thought that he was Jack Eichel, circles around, and then he just gives up the puck. It was pretty funny, actually. I was thinking of you. But what about this Halloween costume that you saw this past weekend as it pertains to, uh, to Keegan Kolasar?
0: A guy with a puck embedded in his head. Okay, all right, fine. I knew, it's I knew pretty you, funny. No, I didn't bring funny. That. No, this is funny, folks. I put it on. I put the interaction. I didn't put the original picture up because I didn't ask the person if I could if I could take it from him. But I did ah, ask the person it. about the comment. So basically, you have one of those. Uh, I usually have a hockey puck somewhere back here. It's too far to reach. But um, uh, a person had you know that the the bloody hockey puck sticking out with a Vegas uh, Golden Knights jersey saying this is what my costume is. And let me see if I can quote it really fast. I think I got the screenshot in the air here. This is worth it since Tony brought it up. Um, I know <laughs> it's, it's right here. Funny. I know it's right here. Trust me. It, it's going to be close. It's, there it is right here. All right, so courtesy of James Scouton uh, from one of the random BGK groups. I don't know which one it was. But the comments to the player with the bloody puck in their forehead, Colossar <laughs> shot it at the net. You were in section 215. That's great. That was James Scout, and that was that was definitely the the chirp of the day. But Colisar did have a another high he did have a high danger chance, actually, that was tipped at the last second. So I mean Colosar was seemed to be a bit noticeable last night. We do dog him, but you know, you gotta get it both ways. And he was out there mixing it up. His first game back, obviously, since the illness. And Line four gets a goal. I Actually, I don't think Kolasar was technically on the ice for it, but still, line four does get a goal, which you can fat put, it, you know, give a credit to all line four, whether they're on the ice or not. So, you know, it's um, it's okay. It's okay, Kolasar. It's okay. We love you.
1: Yeah, he is your Willie Carlson. He's definitely your Willie Carlson. And, uh, yeah, in the game, uh, again, coming out of the game, injury-wise, let's hope Riley Smith is okay. He t- t- just really took a jolt. And the Caps player was just kind of, guiding him sort of like he didn't push him and thrust him into the board or hit him with a shoulder or hips or any other body part so that's why I think they overturned that. I thought that that was a really good call uh, and then Mark Stone um, he got knocked down on the ice and I don't know if you noticed this but he was wincing like when he stood up and I think his back might have gotten tweaked a little bit there. We'll he keep has that, that look a
0: lot, Tony. I, I didn't see the specific play, but <laughs> got the bitter, he does have that look. look. He does. And, you know, so I think he's just, you know, I, I don't know. I think some people just kind of show it differently than others. And I think Mark Stone cares how he looks. He just kind of has that look all the time. So hopefully it's nothing.
1: What about uh, the goal that wasn't a goal, closing horn? Oh, uh, that, that, that was waved close. off. That
0: wasn't even. I, I was listening cl- to the radio. It wasn't call. close.
1: It was not close. However, however, Logan Thompson just acted like, yeah, I knew the clock had expired. No, that would have been an open net goal um, because he's leaning all the way to the left. I think it was Carrier made a bad play. And, yeah, it would have been a goal. It would have been a goal had time not expired. I think LT gave up on that. I I, I think Uh, LT knew the clock and gave up on it. I don't think so. I I watched it a few times. Okay, I mean, we have differing opinions there. Right. Uh, But the game could have been always McNabb made a, a really bad play there that's who it was and the vgk out shooting uh washington eight to one there um, in the final period uh let's talk about uh the tying goal william carlson again the puck was wrapped around by uh petrangelo and then uh washington was just gassed as we guessed that they would be right at this point and they said that it was a carlson forecheck. check carlson doesn't really forecheck check much okay in any event He just picks it up off the boards, and then you have uh, Carrier Carrier, uh, just coming right down the middle, right down Broadway. Great pass, good finish, and for VGK, you know, that was a really good play, and again, it lifted them and added to their momentum in the game.
0: Yeah, Cassidy definitely mentioned it's always nice when a line four you know, grinder gets a goal. It certainly lifts the spirit of the entire team. Bottom six.
1: Bottom six was key last night, like we said.
0: Right. No, and, that, and that's also fair. A hundred percent. Um, going back to the William Carlson pass, what I liked the most about it when they were, when I was catching the replays this morning is he takes a second. He's got some players around him, but he takes a second. He looks and Carrier was actually coming off the bench. There was a, a line change, which explains uh, the odd Carlson to carry goal, which you're not going to hear called too often. Um, Carrie, just zoomed off the bench, went to, you know, using, uh, Eddie Olchek here, you know, go, uh, go to the dirty places, go to the nets, go to the net. That's uh, some Eddie Olchek always praises and points out in his broadcasts. You go to the dirty areas, you get rewarded. Carrie just comes zooming off the bench. Uh, he sees Carlson with the puck. Says, okay, I'll go, I'll go here. Maybe you'll find me. And Carlson, like it was, it was a really great slow motion situation where Carlson was above. Above the moment, right? Carlson knew everything going on, and all Carey had to do was make contact. And, you know, he actually had a really nice shot off the post.
1: Uh, Of course, the broadcast team on TV is very good and very skilled. However, when Kolasar had the puck last night, and he was driving towards the net, they go, Kolasar coming in, and the puck was tipped. And then they show the replay, and he just hit it over there. Okay. No, it was uh, there was
0: tipped. It was in side. It was in second period because the faceoff was low. The faceoff was, was low. A, it was off is the bench. We're talking stick. about this. we talking about the same. I, I think so. Maybe I don't know. But there was there. Was, I, don't I don't know. Shot over a high chance. <laughs>
1: okay, in, in any event, and then uh, Petrangelo still hit and miss. Hit and miss to me. Uh, there was one play where he's skating in on the right side, and he's got a clear path to the net. And he just, I don't know what he was doing. He just gave up the puck uh, to no one in the middle, but he did wind up with three assists in the game. And as they get future opportunities, he's just got to take that to the net. He's got to take that to the goal. Cause I thought he would have had just a, a one-on-one with him and the goalie. That was it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a long season. It's, it's a tiring process doing what these guys do. And it's easy for us, you know, sitting in our, in our, well, my chair, you your launch no, no, no. We're talking about right the now. positive I get it. side. I
1: get the it. positive side he had 3 assists. No doubt, you know? no doubt. And he could yeah. have had a goal in the game because he was just skating in all alone. No one no one was guarding him. No one no one marked him.
0: And so. we, we we know uh Petrangelo is fantastic on the breakaways. That was on display as he uh rocketed through the entire drum line at the All-Star Skills Competition <laughs> last year and oh, missed. Oh, no.
1: Another thing that was rigged and that's something else that was rigged. That's fair. Uh, now that, that, that was things, rigged. Yes. things that were rigged for 500 Alex and, and okay. <laughs> I mean, three games and four nights for the caps. Enough of this. Jack of all trades, Jack Eichel, four points, the last two games, call him Jack of all trades. Okay. And uh, we'll get to him. <laughs> we'll get to Jack Eichel after this on lockdown golden nights. Hey, can we pause the pod for a second? Okay. I think we're paused now. Great because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. They've got Cookie Dough Topper. Can't wait to get our box of goodies. Yes. Coconut Brownie Bar. Coconut Brownie Topper, Chris. White Chocolate Peppermint Granola. It's Built's take on all of the granola bars. So it's more filling. It is still insanely tasty. And Candy Cane Brownie for the holidays. Yum. Let's go. Built Bar Puffs are just like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Now, that's a great line. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they are literally the best tasting protein bar ever. And, uh, of course, they are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it. 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, 130 calories to sink your teeth into this first bite. It'll change things forever. You've got to try this. You have to take uh, a bite out of any of these new built Bars. And in doing so, of course, you can order today. Get 15% off your order right now. You can use the code LOCKDOWN15. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. on 15 Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. That puck costume's just genuine. Uh, Okay, so thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Podcast free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Lockdown VGK. Jack Eichel, couple of big nights ah, uh, he's just a cancer in the locker room. Terrible. The guys is awful. Like terrible, oh, oh, terrible. My goodness. Terrible. He's still, the, we, best, still the best skater. He is the best player on the ice every night for VGK. And there's no argue. don't argue with me. Don't don't act. He was last year when he was at 75%. 45 games, 42 points as a VGKer. And and people take shots at this guy. And he's just been, I think, the model player. Uh again, I just think. He's playing on both ends of the ice. Hey, he even survived some pushing and shoving last night. So the neck is doing quite okay. Um, I thought he was on the ice too much last night. I I watched, uh, you know, uh, the game in its entirety, and I was just watching him like, Eichel's out there an awful lot. I went back, and it was uh, most among the forwards at 21 minutes and 15 seconds. They've done a very good job in regulating the ice time for players they must be counting and making sure that they're getting as much of a fresh player on the ice as possible but I thought that that was a little bit uh Shea Theodore led the team with 23 minutes but can you talk about Jack Eichel again his skill level uh, coming up big the clutchness uh scored the equalizer in the game and had the assist
0: on the game winner so I mean there, there's so many things to say and first I'll start with Kelly McCrimmon here and uh at what point does, uh, you know, do we start thinking about the the Jim Gregory general manager of the year award for Kelly McCrimmon? Uh,
1: did you really go there? Listen, it's so early.
0: It is, but it's, and we're all, we also, we're all talking about Jack Adams and Bruce Cassidy. So yeah, he's, a now lot the favorite.
1: Of, he's the favorite of that. Yeah, I mean, online, so on the odds.
0: yeah, I mean, you look at what's happened. I know this isn't the segment, so we'll keep this quick here, but you look at <sighs> the off season, you look at everything that's happened and, you know, now nine and two, folks. Nine and two with all these changes here. That takes not just a coach, a good coach, not just a good GM. It takes everything. So I'm sure we'll talk about that another time. But um, that—that's kind of my feelings right there. But Jack Eichel, I mean, oh my goodness. You know, the one thing we have said, Tony, the moment that I think uh, we acquired Jack Eichel was VGK has never had a single player that is a difference maker every single time they touch the puck. And I know Tony's going to shake his head, his big head in a second here. It's too close to the screen. But um, the only person I can recall having this type of effect, and it's not even close, but the next level up was the season one version of William Carlson, the season one version that scored 40-something goals that was able to, there you go, 43, thank you um the season one version of William Carlson and it's not even close to the difference of that season one version of Carlson and Eichel this is now two nights in a row where you give Eichel space in overtime and he is lethal he is friggin' lethal and he's going to create an opportunity and it wasn't just the pass that was dynamic about this but if you watch the four seconds before the pass first he does his thing he takes the puck he gets to the blue line he cuts right across Broadway, that area basically right at the top of the circles. Three players, all three players on the Caps make an attempt at the puck right there. Avechkin just tried to put him on his butt, didn't work. The other two players tried to poke it away. Eichel goes right through him. And then it was just a perfect timing play where Eichel and Theodore just happened to be on the same page. Michael just chips it. He just chips it to an open space, and Theodore is going to finish that every single time, every single day of the week, and uh, twice on Mondays in Washington, apparently.
1: Is uh, Theodore now plus 12 on the season? I mean, it's just been remarkable uh, the way he's been playing, and despite all of his turnovers and fans blasting him at times. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Cassidy said uh, that's two nights in a row, and there's when there's time and space for Jack, He's one of those dynamic players that people play uh, that they pay money to see. That they pay money to see. So yeah, yeah I is, mean, sure. That's that, he's that's... the best guy. He's the best skater on the ice every single night. But and that's like, what he's supposed if to. you be, watch bro, him live, yeah, I, I get that. But I, I don't know why there's such uh, such hatred, you know, towards him. And already, of course, because Eichel, they're going to be playing Buffalo, and they're starting to the build up and everything. And the Buffalo News had a story. I believe yesterday where they're calling, uh, Eichel and the surgery, like it might be Jack Eichel surgery as compared to like Tommy John's surgery. I mean, they're already starting to, to build it up back there on the East coast, East coast guy. Uh, he's going to have to really just shake off a lot of those distractions when he gets to Buffalo at the end of this trip. But again, he is a, a player that he's polarizing. We understand that and he also on the ice though i mean i don't and now he's just starting to skate into form uh i just think he's starting to build that momentum he gets really upset when he misses the net you know uh we've seen him he's just so engaged in the game big competitor and then uh you know this this season now with 12 points right chris five goals in 11 games so he's going to be over
0: 90 plus points as we as we envisioned As long as everything holds up. Sure. And I guess just, I was kind of shaking my head thinking for a second, you mentioned polarizing and, and Jack Eichel, and that's certainly something that follows him from Buffalo and find whatever to that. But I know, and I'll challenge not just Tony here, but anyone that is watching this find the only statement that I can recall Jack Eichel making through the media during his entire time with the Vegas golden Knights, that was kind of a bit shaky was when he went back to Buffalo and made the comment he hasn't heard that building that loud in years, and I don't know if he said that many people in the seats or whatever it was, but he certainly took a calculated shot at at Buffalo, and I'm okay with that, but outside of that comment that was made, has Eichel done one single thing through the media, or even one single thing where people like me and Tony, or anyone out there can try and criticize since his time with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I can't think of anything, right? I mean, I honestly can't think of anything. The guy just got here. He has a very risky surgery, being the first one ever for at the NHL level. You know, he put his career and even livelihood on the line to do what he did for the game that he enjoys and obviously uh, is financially compensated to do so. And then he's been a model citizen in his time here in Vegas. So, you know, that's... I'm curious to see what side of Eichel comes out, you know, next week in Buffalo. Uh, it might be a five goal, four assist type of nights. Um, you know, so, but yeah, it's Eichel's been great, folks. And I know what I know with the perspective that follows him mostly from Buffalo and, you know, places not named Nevada now, but Eichel's been amazing. And he, there's a good chance he's going to put up somewhere between 85 and 90 and even 95 points, depending on how things go. And, You know, this is um, a special talent that if he stays healthy, very good chance he's going to lead VGK to a far place come uh, April, May and even June. We talked during the offseason. Again, our total here on lockdown
1: VGK is 90 and a half, right? We had 90 and a hook for Eichel. We both said over. We both thought that would be over. We made our prediction early, too, before everyone else just got into the fray. 100 point guy, all that. But, you know, we've talked about him an awful lot and about uh, just the way he leads this team uh, in a different sort of way. Uh, The the goal the other night, you know, uh, the game winner in overtime, I thought was one for the ages. I really did. And, again, I just have – you talk about hockey IQ. He knew that, again, the opponent was tired, right? He knows when teams are worn down. He takes advantage. He knows how to attack and when to attack. And I think that also separates him from everyone else. And then his passing ability – he had a couple of passes through the slot last night. And again, you know, too hot to handle. And again, these players on VGK, uh, they just need to be aware. Whenever he's on the ice, his passes can come from every which angle. There was that one game earlier this season uh, where he had an assist. Was it to Marsh or so? I can't remember. Or or to Smith. I I can't quite remember who it was. But he was uh, in the corner against Smith, the I board.
0: Believe.
1: It was? Okay.
0: Uh, I think I know the and, goal you're talking about. No, yeah, and he
1: spins around, corner of the boards, spins around, dishes a dime in front of the net, and, and they score. So, yeah, his passes come from all angles, and then we know he is absolutely one of the best finishers. And that power play goal last night. Oh, beautiful. You always, always makes something out of nothing. He had no space. No no space on the goal. He changed,
0: chance. so there's two things he did. Well, three things. One, he bought time. The second thing he did Patience, was yep. – he changed the angle of the shot. So David Perron was outstanding at this. Uh, definitely, I noticed it in his time, obviously, with the Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights where, you know, you got that long stick in your hands. And just simply, instead of just winding up where your hands are, if you just bring the puck either in or out a few inches and almost do like a quick little dangle, you can completely change the angle of the puck. Which is very tough on goalies. I mean, it's, you got a shot coming 90 miles an hour. And then now you add the knuckle effect of the sense that you can't see exactly where it's coming off of the stick from. So that's what Jack liked. That, that's the second part of the goal after the patience. And the third part was waiting for the traffic in front of the net. It was a combination of there was a screen, but you had a player cutting across the front of the net that was going to leave an open spot too. So, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe he's just shooting, maybe we're overthinking it, but his IQ is on full display in that goal, full display. Coming up next, we'll take a look at VGK special
1: teams. Are they special? I don't know where to go with that. We'll return with, I've got just a big head today. We'll return with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Just today. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Credasco, Chris Collins from Las Vegas. Ah, oh, you're going to zing me. This is great. At move. least I don't have a puck in my head this morning. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Of course, thanks for making us your first listen every day. And don't forget to, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on VGK. VGK special teams, again, are they improved over last season? Um, again, we want to talk about this, do a little bit of a dive into it. The only barometer I have to go on, uh, whether they're better or worse Pete DeBoer's power play is better than Bruce Cassidy's. And I just go back to your McCrimo, McCrimo, whatever McCrime dog McCrimmon. Okay. I go back to his presser where they just glossed the introductory presser, Chris, where they just absolutely glossed over, uh, the power play and special teams. Yeah. They'll be much better. Okay. Next, next
0: question. And so where does VGK stand on special teams? 21st on the kill try and see where that is. I don't even see the Dallas Stars anywhere. I, don't, I only screenshot like the middle third. So Dallas is either a lot worse or a lot better. But we're 21st on the kill. So basically the bottom third of the league. And 22nd on the power play. Again, basically the bottom third of the league. Now, we are, I believe, first in the league in five on five and first in the league in overall goals against. So there's a couple ways to analyze this. One, at the eye test, I would be curious to know how many of the most uh, 10 recent Stanley cup champions where their PK and power play ranked. And if any of them were both in the bottom third, and I would probably beg to argue that you have to have at least one of them in the top half of the league and one in the top third, if not the top 10, as far as just looking at the opportunity to win a Stanley cup when comparing to um, stats for the special teams and such. So that's, the first way you look at this. The second way that I look at this is it's something has to give, right? You can't be perfect in every single aspect of the game. There's not enough hours in the day to practice that. And you know, players' heads will explode at some point if all you do is preach perfection out there. So, you know, yes, we're nine and two right now, and we're we're searching for things now that are possibly wrong instead of talking about a goaltending drama situation or injuries. We're trying to We're not making something out of nothing because the numbers don't lie. Now that we're 11 games in, you're starting to get a big enough sample size where you can start making some conclusions about, you know, where things might go throughout the season. So it's something to monitor and it's something you hope that gets a little bit better because once you do play these elite teams, you know, these cup competitors such as Colorado and Calgary – you know those teams are really going to make you hurt of course the uh, the flames game when uh, VGK decided to to take a uh, half a dozen penalties and then Colorado obviously uh, uh excelled on the pow- on the power play uh at T-Mobile a few weeks ago so that's something that needs to get a little bit better and i think it will um let's celebrate the fact that 5 on 5 is going just fine but come playoff time that is something that needs to be improved and you know the, the good thing is we have a 71 71- Games love to do it. Uh, That's a great start for VGK.
1: And we're looking at areas of opportunity, not blasting the team. No, Uh, no. You know, for deficiencies. We're just looking at areas where they can. You got to dig right now for it. Yeah. Everything's going well. You have to dig right right now. Where they can improve, obviously, uh, defensively, man. We saw Cassidy and his meltdown last night. And when things don't go well on the defensive end, oh, boy. I, I wonder what he said between the first and second periods. Uh, again, I just really enjoy his <laughs> it. Didn't work
0: because we lost again. <laughs> we
1: lost the period. <laughs> the second period. It's still, still. It's almost like they take the period off, and it is right. Six out of the last seven where they haven't scored a goal. I guess in the. I believe, yeah,
0: because the Anaheim was the only game where they went. It was off. for five. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg, 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 Winnipeg. For seven, six yeah. out of the last seven. Yeah.
1: yeah. And VGK on the power play, seven for thirty-four. Uh. Good teams, as you mentioned, do prevail. I think Colorado last year was, was good on the power play. Currently, they're still cooking at 39% on the power play. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what elite Stanley Cup champion winning teams do. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I really think you need to get around the top third in both categories if you're going to compare yourself to previous Stanley Cup champions, now obviously um, if it starts, you know, ticking well in the playoffs, that's you know, you throw out the regular season, of course. And like I said, we got 71 games, and the fact that this is what we're not, not even digging for, but when you're looking for things that aren't going necessarily that well, and you got to dig this deep right now, we're not in two, folks. We're not going to get too upset right now. Things are going better than anyone would have expected right now.
1: I will guarantee you that VGK's power play unit is much better, much improved with Mark Stone on the bumper. Guaranteed. I'd like to go back and look at those stats from when they made that change. That's all I can say on the power play,
0: right? I like it. I mean, I, I don't have stats to support or, or, or argue with it, but uh at the eye test, it's not an, an, another thing, folks. It is not only about scoring on the power play. You don't want the power play to be a deflator for the team on the power play. If you're out there creating chances and you have the other team on their heels and you possess the puck for 90 of the 120 seconds, that's a good power play. It's not always going to be measured in goals. That's something else that's important.
1: We thank everyone for tuning in today. Chris, uh, we'll be chatting again tomorrow. We'll preview the Ottawa game, and that should be a fun game to watch. I uh, took a look at uh, Ottawa's Senators Ottawa. last night. Yeah, much improved. Uh, and they uh, had a really good game and a tough game in Tampa last night so we'll uh, take a look at that team and talk much more thanks for making locked on bgk your first listen today now make your second listen game to game game to game nhl with the guy right there chris Collin. every moment every top performance every chris wandering around the concourse every single <laughs> result locked game to game covers every game from across the nhl local analysis that only locked on can deliver and uh, you can follow game-to-game game on Lockdown NHL. It's available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. And we appreciate you all tuning in. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, at Vgk For my man, Chris Golick, I'm big-headed Tony Cardasco. So long from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow right here. Yeah, this head's got a bit smaller. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.